0: Hard work betrays none, but dreams betray many. Working hard alone doesn't assure you that you'll achieve your dreams. Actually, there are more cases where you don't. Even so, working hard and achieving something is some consolation at least. Ikigaya Hichiman.
1: Hichiman. She's kind of crazy. She's a little insane. Keeping Kenny G really messes with his brain. One is divorced,
0: the other's husband is dead. That's why it's so messed
1: up in the head. It's a silver lining's play cast.
0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Silver Linings Playcast. I'm your host Jamie Warden. As far as I know, this is the only podcast solely devoted to talking about Silver Linings Playbook the movie and the Silver Linings Playbook the book. Guess what? Y'all are right. You know what it is. It is a very special episode. This is this is our 100th episode. That's right. Our podcast has made it to episode 100, which was a huge marker in any podcast, I think. But also, this is a special episode because this is part 27 of our special 100-parter 100th episode. So, you know, those people that aren't fans of the podcast might count it as the 127th episode, but it is our 100th episode, part 27 of 100. Uh, I want to I wanna make a big apology this week because last week... Last week's episode, and I'm using the term last week very loosely, so we recorded a great podcast last week. Uh, Last week, uh, Katie and I watched the pilot for the uh, WB show Angel, and we uh, did our our commentary watch along, and you can watch last episode, right? So here's the problem. It was recorded... (coughs) last week um, last week technically it would have been fall before the midnight in central time where I'm located on the Sunday of the week even though I know that Sunday might be some people consider it the start of the next week but we are, we go through Monday through Sunday here at the Playcast but when I tried to upload it to Podbean Podbean was down For regularly scheduled maintenance, they have never done that in the 127 weeks that we've recorded this podcast, in the 100 episodes, but last week, starting at 10 o'clock Eastern time, they said, which should have been 9 o'clock Central time, oh, but here's the other factor. It was daylight savings fallback time, or whatever it was, like, I'm not sure if that played in, but whatever. They lied. I was on, so this is clearly not a sponsored podcast. I mean, clearly I'm going to upload this to Podbean, but I just want, Podbean, if you're listening, you um, apologize to me. Anyway, so so what we did, fear not, technic- the streak is not broken in my mind. There are certain streaks that are broken this week, but not all the streaks. So I actually had to find a different. Uh, hosting site. So we went to the original. We went to RSS feed um, or RSS.com, I think. I don't know. The the link will be in the show notes. So last week's episode is now available on all the all the mediums. If you're listening to this on Spotify, the episode is up. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, the episode is up. And it is legit. It just is not time-stamped as being uploaded in what would have fallen in the appropriate time, but there was a podcast recorded, technically, within the time frame that was supposed to, and it was uploaded somewhere on the internet. So there is a record of it being available on time. It was available on our Facebook page, and the thing that really breaks my heart about it is that it was a really good episode, too. You know we've been having some brief episodes, we'll say. You know, where where we don't go the full hour. We go more like three minutes. But, you know, uh, come see, come saw. Uh, I forget what... That, that's some um, foreign idiom. But that's uh, foreign idiom, not idiot. I'm the foreign idiot. Uh, so anyway, if you like Angel or you like Silver Linings Playbook or you like the podcast or you just get bored and lonely, go back and listen to last week's episode before you listen to this one because last week's was... It was excellent. and there's there's so few of these podcasts that I would actually say are excellent. maybe four of them, four out of them out of a hundred plus there's there's a couple of the parters of the special 100 parter that are great. One of, one of the big tragedies for this podcast is one of the best episodes that I recorded of all time that had special guests Conrad, Brom Barrick, and Nick Cassano, both talking about their jobs with the FAA and as a drone pilot for Apartments.com or, or whatever company he, um, not not Apartments.com, but he takes. Anyway, so they both were talking about aviation rules, um, the the laws concerning airspace. It, it was a great episode. It was probably one of the best episodes. That, and we had a fun... Um, trivia game at the end, and somebody, I'm not going to say who it is, one of the three of us, the two guests and the guy that, that actually is in charge and produces the podcast, one of those three forgot to hit save once we got done recording, so all that information was lost. It lives on in your mind. It, yeah. does, it does. You're there in spirit. It does. So, the best podcasts, something always goes wrong. So we're aiming for a not great podcast today, so that it will go up on time and there won't be any problems. It, it's the funny way. It's the funny thing that happens too, because you know there's sort of that superstition in stand-up comedy that like if you try to film your set, something will go wrong no matter what. And when something goes wrong with the camera, you will have your best set ever. Um, the one you wanted to record.
1: Maybe and,
0: more salt. Mmm. We are experimenting with barbecue, uh, rib rubs. Um, I'm glad I remembered to say barbecue, too. That would have been kind of a weird statement if I hadn't specified what
1: kind of <laughs> <coughs> Oh, yeah, I got you, bitch.
0: <laughs> There's the spice. that <laughs> it read right on the back of my tongue. That's, um... No, I think, uh, and this is this is probably uh, sort of like a superstition that happens in all the um, different fields. Uh, uh, Katie had a show what, last week or the week before, mm-hmm. and it went it went real well. <coughs> Normally, I go to as many as I can, but um, that, did it. that was a very last minute one, and so I had uh, some other shout stuff. shout out to the, the zip day.
1: ties. <coughs> <laughs> <coughs> oh. What am I on TRL?
0: Oh, that is a rib rub that lasts. <coughs> Long after the rub.
1: (coughs) The sweetness of the the molasses, applewood, smoky barbecue Mm -hmm. (laughs) sauce. Would you like some water? Uh, Yeah. I'm finish this one
0: while (laughs) we fill it. Thank you. Thank you so much. So anyway, that's what I was talking about, about, like, yes, yeah, see, all the best things. So, an <coughs>
1: assistant right, or a producer in that role?
0: We are already off to the start I wanted. Not <laughs> the great start, but the start I wanted. Having a coughing fit seven minutes into the podcast. Turn your
1: game down,
0: dude. Oh, man. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's one of my favorite episodes. Um
1: oh that is about to get me,
0: too. Yeah, it's... It's good that here's the thing, I think, because
1: this podcast brought to you by Bodily Functions. Always...
0: <laughs> I wish I could burp on command. I'm surprised you can't. For all I can't, the, like I, all the disgusting
1: things I could do. I can't burp.
0: Controlling your mouth and throat is like your I expertise. <laughs> your, I can't burp. You can't,
1: it's like burp. only like the only way I can burp is if it's like forcibly, almost like violently, vomit sounds. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. But yeah, we had a roll aids if
1: you're out there. We're looking for a sponsor. Listen to last week's
0: episode, and you will. You can even watch the episode of Angel right along with it. Yeah. Um, and hear all our snazzy commentary on what? our thoughts. It was we've oh we. <clears throat> this is interesting. We had not finished the series quite. When we recorded, we, we went back to do that fun episode, oh. and and now it's over. We watched the last couple episodes, and uh, man, I am I'm feeling like there is a hole in my. Didn't TV you say art. you
1: felt like you lost a friend? I did. I, I felt, know it's I like felt, my dog died.
0: It's it's so nice having a, a long running series that like you always know you're gonna, like you know it's, it's there when you're done with. Your work for the day and you're like I can turn this on and and especially if you know it's something that's going to hit on the being funny and scary and action like it had all the things um really good show, like surprisingly good I have to tell tell y'all uh, I was I laughed so hard I think when when Katie first introduced me to the show because she was like hey I want to show you my favorite tv show um and then just the intro to Angel starts playing, and this is... With those
1: uh, excellent rock drums. Yeah.
0: I mean, this is a, a 1999 TV
1: intro. Computer, when um, did Ocean Avenue come out by Yellow Card? Ocean Avenue by Yellow Card was released on July 22nd 2003. Okay, so they wrote the song before Yellow Card was really a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but it fits right in that slot. She
0: said. That's... <laughs> that um yes, it was like dated, but not. Here's no, I don't like to use the word dated because dated connotes that it's like not enjoyable. That, that was timeless way. but it is definitely a product of its time aesthetically, and
1: I think there were a lot of the tropes that were very well. Done and
0: acknowledged, there was definitely that was one of the things that says it anytime it was going into territory where you think, like, oh, I know, like, oh, this is going to be really cheesy, but then they would call out their own cheesiness, which in a great way, which made yeah. it hilarious. Um, oh, like when nobody laughs at a joke or
1: something, and like, like yeah, what, Angel the Angel had something, and he's like, well, I thought I said this the other day, I thought it was really good. Nobody no,
0: it's like they're talking to the audience, so so you can listen to us. As the audience talked back to the show that was talking to us, but now it's it's done, and I'm sad. Something I found out cool though, um, so a little history on it. Uh, apparently, Joss Whedon had and the whole cast they they intended it ended after season five, and I'm gonna say solid series ending. They hit on all the emotions. They sort of, like I don't want to give any spoilers away, but I probably will because I don't even really understand the concept of spoilers. Um, I feel like nobody cared about what a spoiler was until maybe like the last five, ten years. Like sort of Marvel movies and Star Wars movies came. wasn't Wasn't it just sort of assumed at one point? You go to a movie and you don't know what's going to happen. Sort of like people weren't racing to. Tell you the twist, they wanted you to enjoy the film the same way they did, so they tell you enough to entice you to go see it. But
1: I blame the Russian trolls, they so. would absolutely
0: like, I think that's what would bring America to his knees if they just, if, if uh, whatever enemy of the US just started posting the spoilers to all the movies. I mean, in fact, that's probably what the I don't want to say what country, but they got a lot of restaurants uh, uh around the country with similar names and. They just, and, and they're also known, for, actually, okay, so all, all these, all the big countries, all the big countries that America has had political conflicts with, we'll, we'll start naming names, Russia, China, um, China, these are places known for movie piracy, right? They are spoiling, they are demoralizing the morale of uh, fighting aged young Americans by ruining movies, is this a little bit of a crazy conspiracy theory? Uh, I'm probably stepping a little further across the assumption line than we normally like to do at the podcast here, but we are a, you know, what I like to believe is always an authoritative source of information on, you know, um, on on TV, movies, media, all that kind of stuff. So I always want it to be known that. The, op- the opinions here are opinions, and they're opinions only held by us at the podcast, but they come from a place of, of real earnestness, not like uh, earnest, scared stupidness, but even though those are solid, solid uh, movies, right? But um, they, they come from a place of like, we, we love art, and we love people creating, and we love stories, and we want people to be able to, there's that sound we were waiting for. Sponsored by French. <laughs> That's probably not what they want to be known for. <laughs> oh come on, they have to have like they
1: have to have a commercial. Like squeeze bottles,
0: they have to have like a ooh, part. No. Is that a great Poupon commercial maybe? Re- <laughs> <laughs> the, other, the other side of pardon me. That's right. No. Here, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we hit the bottom of this one. The French is talking back. That's okay. <laughs> that, it's, it could be their company model. We sound the same oh, way on yeah. the end of the recipe as we do on the way out of the recipe.
1: Uh, sponsored by Charmin Ultra Soft. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sorry. I love
0: you. One more. Oh, just keep it coming. I know. It's going hey, to get... Uh, the, more, the more brass sounds that come from the recipe <laughs> going in, the better you know it's going to be. Like you want you want your food to talk to you. You want it to sound like uh, you know a Carl Orff symphony. Like if if this food starts playing Ride of the Valkyries, I'm gonna pause mustard. for dinner right now. Cause you know just <laughs> this is getting way off track. What in the world are we talking about? All right, uh, I Sorry. love the smell of bacon Ooh. in the morning. <laughs>
1: oh the thing I don't
0: wear the same public. It's <laughs> official. <laughs> once once you get into it, you're no longer in public. You're in your own little tent at all <laughs> no, right. times, right Pretty sure the sweatshirt has its own
1: security code. <laughs> <laughs> it has its own Wi-Fi password.
0: <laughs> hey, just start, start walking up to people that are wearing obnoxious outfits. Like, bro, can I get your suits uh, Wi-Fi password? <laughs> I saw that from.
1: You got any games <laughs> on that sweatshirt?
0: <laughs> oh man, I wish I had been. If I had been like a smart smartass, uh, two thousand seven <laughs> yogurt salesman, because there was there was a couple people that would walk in regularly to the store. Who who? It doesn't matter how I describe them physically. They were the kind of people everybody's going to know them. Where they wear so much uh, fragrance that you Come you along. smell them coming into the store well before you see them. Physically. It's like you, you know, when they describe uh, feeling, uh, saying the flash one, before you feel the bang. That is totally how we describe the odorific scent of people that just, uh, you, and so anyway, yeah, that's, ooh, we got, are we on three kinds of mustard now. Mm-hmm. We got the uh, stone ground mustard. We got Cuban style. Oh, we're making mustard style. Not we.
1: Carolina style.
0: Katie is carrying the full weight of this, and I am right now just being an obnoxious zenial uh-huh. who is just commentating live as she's it, mixing sure. mustards He's together. <coughs> <apart>. <coughs> but, which is exactly what we both did while watching oh. Angel. In fact, I don't know, but for our 200th episode, we might take a break from Silver Linings Playbook and do a 109-episode parter... Of, uh, and, no, that would be weird, right? This podcast is about Silver Linings Playbook, understand. the movie, and the Silver Linings Playbook, the book. Um, which I won't. I do want to get on track with our topic of the week, but I actually had a really interesting thought because we were listening to so. So I don't. I don't remember what the song was we were listening to last night, but she was describing it as the time signature with. So the genre is not what you would think of as dancing music, but. But when she was pointing out that it was almost a waltz uh, pattern, and I was like, "Oh, that would be really fun to to do a ballroom dance to this this song," which was um, far more contemporary and youth oriented than the you know crew of the Titanic most likely would have liked to dance to. But that also that reminded me of my favorite scene. Actually, we've already one of my one of my favorite scenes from. Silver Linings Playbook, the movie, where they uh, have a where ballroom dancing plays a big role in the plot of the movie. All right, because it sort of it gives uh, gives the characters something to bond over. It becomes a metaphor for a lot of things. Also, Katie made a reference to um, I dates, to get date paste date earlier. And, oh my goodness, she's a saint. She found me this most amazing thing. Let's see, what's, uh, Boric Spring Rolls. So, B-O-R-E-K, the, I the, um, yeah. So let me tell you, <clears throat> this is a story of one of the best things that I ever, ever ate in my life, uh, dessert-wise. So, I was living in Arizona. And there was an Algerian army captain. <clears throat> and I was one of the few people, the, the, uh, he, he was a foreign exchange student in the U.S. training with the, the U.S. military. And so there was a guy from Poland, a guy from Afghanistan, and a guy from Algeria all foreign exchange students, and so when these these guys get sent over on military exchange programs, um, you know, they're given stipends and pay, but they don't necessarily have vehicles, and it's harder for them to sort of get around <coughs> because they're not sent with, with translators. They were all moderately... They were they were uh, fluent enough in English that they were able to, to basically communicate the basic things that they needed to, <coughs> but... Um, this is also two thousand seven. So Uber is not a, a thing. Yeah, taxis exist, but so anyway, I became friends okay. <coughs> I became friends with this Algerian captain because I would give him rides to places when I was going some places because I needed a Under friend and I am. Thank you. Thank Absolutely. You. Right. I took him to Kmart where we bought uh, an $800 diamond ring that he was going to send back to his wife. And I love this because I asked him, like, what is the occasion? And he's like, uh, I'm going to give her a diamond ring. And I was like, we could go to a, a jewelry place. And he's like, no, this is this is fine because uh, I also want to get shorts. <laughs> <laughs> It is. I love the logic, like one. Yes, that is one of is
1: just one hundred percent the thought that
0: counts. Uh, yes, like the sweetest. It's fucking short. Yeah. Um, here's That's, the greatest thing. He knows
1: he knows your love language, man. You
0: know? he, d- he does. <laughs> um, this this is the part that makes it even you know, better. Yeah, like me. A, like
1: a blogger or something saying. That.
0: <laughs> now he didn't want to try them on. At the store, I I don't know if that or? was a cultural thing or a thing, but like he was a guy, he was the kind of guy that looked at looked at the size. Um, so we did. We bought an eight hundred dollar ring and a pair of shorts because he was also not prepared for the Arizona weather. And then the next day, he calls me up and he's like, "Ward, um, I don't like these shorts. Can we take them back?" <laughs> so we ended up taking the shorts back to Kmart. He was still happy with. With his diamond ring. So as a thanks, he invited you know what me what over for dinner. Like? Um, I don't remember, but I could, like, if if you can find everything on the internet, you could probably look up the diamond jewelry that, Kmart jewelry. Yeah, you have to look the Mar- up the year. <coughs> 2007. 2007. 2007 was the year that I lived in Arizona. Uh, 2007 Kmart jewelry. I do want to know what kind of block would um. Well, Kmart remove oh Kmart remove oh ooh, ooh. All right, here is a uh, scandalous story from November seventeenth, two thousand seven. Kmart rem- removes lead-free jewelry after metal is found from the Orlando Sentinel.
1: Ooh, uh, they get spicy sometimes. I know, Orlando, let's see. It's real spicy. Chicago
0: Kmart Corp said that it will remove all costume jewelry labeled as lead-free and sold throughout the U.S. after some of the pieces were found to contain concentrations of the metal. Most of the jewelry is part of the accessory brand line, said Kimberly Freely, a spokeswoman for Sears Holding Corp, Kmart's parent company. The company didn't know whether other brands would be affected or how many items would be taken off the shelves. The jewelry consisted of matching earrings and necklaces. was made in various locations around the the world.
1: AKHI.
0: So I don't Kathy. know. Um
1: was it didn't they have like was it Kathy Ireland that had a Kmart line? I think she had like chairs and swimsuits though. <laughs> was that, it? remember that big that big dub brown chair that I had downstairs that took up all that space? <laughs> yeah. That was a Kathy Ireland. There was a Kathleen Ireland. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea.
0: Oh, two women were charged in a hundred thousand dollar theft from Kmart. What? They take the whole store. Oh, uh,
1: no. <laughs> Did you have Venture growing up? No. I think it might have just been an Illinois. Store. Was that a store? It was like it was like very similar to a Kmart, but and they were always like right next to each other. But Venture was, if I remember correctly, yeah, very much like a Target or Kmart, but before Target got bougie. hmm But they had these uh, diagonal black and white stripes. It was called Venture. Oh my goodness, that's the only. Oh, I wonder if Chicago Never.
0: gave me my list. Uh, venture, venture, like front room,
1: store, venture, Ven- venture. Venture stores. Like I can't say right, <laughs> right. With
0: a chain of retail stores aimed at the discount department store market, John Geis, formerly of Target Stores and May Department Stores, ah, executive vice president right. Dave Babcock founded the chain in 1968. Yeah, yeah. Venture stores expanded to operate in over 70 stores with major markets, including St. Louis, Chicago, and Kansas City. So, yeah, it would have been yeah. focused right around there. That was, like, the there. best.
1: Like, my mom used to love. Expanded
0: across thing. various areas of the United States over a period of nearly 30 years, becoming the largest discount chain in Chicago. In January 1998, venture stores entered a Chapter 11 bankruptcy and closed within six months. What year?
1: Months. 1998. Wow, I remember that. I remember, oh, man, because we went to Venture a whole bunch right Mm -hmm. when it was closing. Like, that was, like, one of my mom's favorite stores to take us to because we would whine and be like, I want that toy or something like that. Like, dumb Uh little kids do. But the thing is, she knew that she could put it on layaway for Christmas or something Uh later on or, like, so she could just go back there. And then, oh, my God, yeah, she bought, like, I think she bought Christmas presents and hid them in the closet for, like, three years after
0: that. (laughs) They had a dining area called Cafe Venture that sold... Mm -hmm. Hamburgers, hot dogs, and pizza. You could also get a hot dog with the ends cut off. I also like how that's that last statement... Wait,
1: what, what, um, what, what?
0: Okay. Uh, as common trend in American department stores, many venture stores offered a dining area inside the mm-hmm. store, yep. typically called Cafe Venture. This area sold standard American fare, such as hamburgers and pizza, mm-hmm. although one could also get a hot dog with the ends cut off. I like though I'm reading this from the so, Wikipedia, and they say clarification needed, original source question mark citation needed. This is a very highly controversial uh, statement that they were making. It, it might Here's not thing, be though, verifiable that you can get a hot dog with the ends cut
1: off. I can I can take a poll from my friends <coughs> that lived at Lake and I grew up with, but also. If they are the ends, if they're if they're saying that it's with the ends cut off, that's how it appears. I wonder if it's just one massively long <gasps> hot dog. I want to see boil. that. <laughs> like, <I'm saying laughs> like one massive hot dog. Like, up why is the this
0: popcorn. hot dog cylindrical? Um, and they yeah, like we're just cut the ends. Up. Yeah, like, exactly. They just that's like have
1: it like oh my goodness, it's like a self loading like feeding self feeding.
0: I want to man, that would be amazing if somebody fell asleep at that machine and just let me the world's largest. Hot dog, so apparently after a quick search, um, I have not been able to find so far a picture of the Venture Cafe Endless Hot Dog, but if you are familiar, uh, hit us up at Playcast at gmail.com, S-I-L-B-E-R-L-I-N-I-N-G-S-P-L-A-Y-C-A-S-T at gmail.com, dot com. Because uh, we would love to hear your stories about Venture Cafe. Yeah. And, and did you meet? You know, it was that yeah. like a
1: missed connections, but that was back in the newspaper days, where you have to like missed connections.
0: Yes, two ends looking for the middle of a hot dog. Oh
1: my goodness.
0: I'm gonna write a historic <laughs> yes. romantic comedy about. Uh,
1: yeah, like a missed connection, was, like a personal ad in the, uh-huh. in the paper. Oh my goodness, we should do that with like all the closed. Like the closed stores, like oh my goodness, what's
0: the uh, not Circle K down here? There's um, crap. I can't remember it, but there's like an old chain of uh, gas station stores or something that's yeah. like, really
1: popular down here, and I can't remember it. That's really funny. There's a uh, there's a brand new um, a love
0: letter to venture cafe. It's a new sitcom on Netflix about blockbuster uh, video chains, and it is getting panned because it is. Um, Sorry, I need to go get. Yes. Uh,
1: Show. I it, mean weird. it was
0: set in a uh, time when, um, oh man, uh, modern day, so so people are unhappy about this because they thought it was going to be a very nostalgic, um, thing, right? Anyway, I was saying all that to say this, I, um... So, I we went to this Algerian officer. Uh, he, he had me over for dinner and he was going to make me an authentic Algerian meal. Um, and the thing I remember is for, for sort of, des- it was, I want to describe it as sort of like a dessert appetizer, you know, dessert or something. It was like these little egg rolls, right? And apparently, Katie found it might be called uh, Boric. And it, it was like an egg roll that. Has this really complex sweet savory? Dish. Um, this is this is a recipe she found online that uh, sounds amazing. Whether it's exactly what I had or not, um, well, here let me read. Uh, the spring rolls are some, the spring rolls are served with uh, croquettes, version of samurai sauce of Belgian condiment. Wait, okay, never mind. The ingredients you need for the cup uh, of whole. Milk, Greek yogurt, quarter cup cupy Japanese, wait, that doesn't, this sounds like sauce. I want to know what... Okay, for the actual Borix, is a half stick on salted butter, half, one cup Spanish onions, one cup red bell peppers, one tablespoon garlic, one cup carrot, two tablespoons kosher salt, uh, one teaspoon ras al hanout, uh, one half cup harissa paste, Two cups. What?
1: What's
0: that? Harissa paste.
1: No, was, like, what are you? What are you reading? Boric. Because I have most of those things, like, since I've come upstairs. <laughs> I do actually. I'm really excited because I have the rest of them. Wait,
0: this might. I am so confused. now. I could be wrong. This might not be it because I started reading a different recipe. And yeah, it that didn't doesn't sound. Like, that doesn't sound like the
1: original.
0: Wait. See below for full recipe, and be sure to check out Croquettes when in Boston for their Spanish. Oh no, no, no. French.
1: Okay, so maybe that's the sauce.
0: Okay. Anyway, so I'm just, I'm looking <laughs> at a picture of something that's delicious, and I'm not describing.
1: Is that lumpia? it's Lopia, but it. Similar to like an egg roll. All right.
0: Lopia. I'm just trying to, to let you all know the basics. Uh, let's. Um, I'm gonna go off a different. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's do what we did for the last one. We'll go for to the Wikipedia um entry on it, which can describe. Boric is a filled Antillian, Balkan, Cypriot, Middle Eastern, and Central Asian pie made of a thin, flaky dough, such as phyllo, with a variety of fillings, such as meat, cheese, spinach, or potatoes. I
1: see what
0: they did. Even... They made it a street food instead of a slice-up, like a buffalo. This... This... Um... Huh. Let's see, regional variants. We're looking for sort of like Ottoman empire This is, I know, right? Like the most oddly specific recipe that, we don't talk about recipes. We talk about civil lining playbooks. And uh, <laughs> which, um, well, we never even talked, because I was going to do an episode where we made uh, cra- the Krabby snacks and homemades because that was the signature... Uh, football snacks that were used in Silver and Lightning's playbook in the movie. And I think... Oh, also, okay, so I heard a great story about the guy that... Um, so there was a guy that did a cookbook for... I'm, I'm going to butcher this story because I don't know enough of the facts of it, but I want to tell it without doing any research either because I don't want to add any more work. So it's it was listening to another podcast about screenwriting and there was a guy talking about... Um, how The Sopranos got sold to HBO and part of, part of what his gimmick was, was he wrote a recipe book. Um, no, Oh wait, no, he. I could have this wrong. He wanted to get a recipe book based on The Sopranos published and so he sent uh, a basket of really nice Italian deli meats and cheeses to somebody at HBO and it got their attention. Uh, This was also back in the early late 90s, early 2000s where stuff like that was, I don't know if it was ever okay looking back, but I wanna say if you give it the context of the time, stuff like that was okay. Like when people used to try to do things to get the attention. So so the important thing was that before social media, social media gave everybody the opportunity to sort of try to grab the public's attention, even if they weren't brave or smart enough to figure out a way to do it. Prior to the sort of uh, democratic free speech of social media giving everyone a platform, (coughs) people that were sort of newsworthy exhibitionists really had to do something and get the attention of, of like a newspaper or a live news show. And then when the, the internet started having, you know, uh, chat rooms and message boards, people were able to sort of spread information like that, which, which really um, made it easier for more people to seek this 15 minutes of fame overnight notoriety. But uh, prior to sort of everybody, like there, there used to be a time when.
1: Ooh, <laughs> ooh,
0: that's good, well, that's good. I feel
1: like it needs a, maybe a hint more sweetness.
0: Mhm. Yes, I think. I think you're should right. Should
1: I do the maple? Mm-hmm. or Should I
0: do regular sugar? Do do the maple because maple will go good with. Uh, I put that
1: honey in there that I
0: had. With the the pigs, yeah, we're making. Um, I think I think one of the most overlooked oh, yeah, of the barbecue, barbecue sauces. Sauce. Uh, you know the you always get KC. You
1: know what? Hold on. Uh, in the top. I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna get like angry about this for a second mm-hmm. because people have no problem smoking things that they rub with. <laughs> um, no, but they rub with the yellow mustard. They're like we're gonna we're gonna put we're gonna coat it in yellow mustard and uh-huh. then we're gonna pack our rub on there. Yes. So it's the same damn thing. It's just like a reverse
0: sear, but for barbecue sauce. Absolutely, but it, I, I'm always s- surprised when I see it available. Yeah, um, because it's just sort of like the least one. To, like what? Well, um, like bar-
1: most barbecue sauces are more ketchup or tomato base.
0: What was that like, hot dog place uh, in Botsky's. Lake Charles? Botskys, That's right. Yeah, I went there, and I, I think um, they, I believe they had uh, a Carolina style. Barbecue hot dog or vinegar or something, but I was just I was surprised to see that because all of the um, mustard uh, sauce so, like that's not what normally shows up. Um, when you have a barbecue sauce, you usually have like the molasses-y very standard Heinz or I mean, what? Why is that? Like the baseline oh, yeah, barbecue sauce is just uh, I like it though. Yeah, it was. That was. That was.
1: Uh-huh.
0: That was the little thing.
1: This is a very interesting Worcestershire sauce, though. Too.
0: Is it? Is it the Bestershire
1: sauce? Um, it's it's worst. No, there, okay. wh- no, I'm kidding. Uh,
0: it's not Lean. What's uh, I? Taste I it. Your used to think That's that Lean Parents was uh, the name of the sauce, not the brand. So it
1: smells like a little bit sweeter and like almost vinegary. Uh-huh. But I like it for certain things, and I figured this one was good. Yeah,
0: I'm so proud Absolutely. of myself. I used up a whole
1: bunch of stuff. I used the Cuban mustard in the, in
0: the mustard. Sauce. Cuban mustard. The, <laughs> the Cuban mustard. Oh, Cuban mustard. That's yeah. right. Oh, that was great. Oh, you know what? Yeah, the
1: Cuban mustard and the stone ground. You know another
0: underrated sandwich? Cuban sandwiches. Oh, yes. Again, that we. I think we were talking about that before one time when we were driving. That um. Of all the different signature sandwich styles that like like everybody throws a cheesesteak on their menu, everybody throws a you don't find as many Rubens, but then that that's often a sandwich, but then like the Cuban sandwich, man. That's yeah, I know, right? what a great you sandwich. Know, also how a, people make fun of Americans
1: for putting like a pickle with everything they their like casual dining places, you know, like sandwich places. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like if you get if you get like a, a po' boy or something like that, you get a pickle on the side or like you know what I'm saying? Like a hamburger, you I know? Get a, I didn't know people skirt. were
0: making fun of us for that. I know, right?
1: But also, <laughs>
0: the Japanese?
1: No. <laughs> but they eat freaking pickled carrots and daikon and like stuff like with every meal. There's pickled everything. So it's like, nice. of course. It's just not a cucumber in most other countries, but we just get a pickle.
0: Like, but Do so, they do a cucumber in most other countries? Um,
1: I mean, they eat cucumbers, but like, okay, see, so, like sushi and stuff. They like mm-hmm. stick the cucumber or, you know, do the little cute florets and stuff or. But, yeah, like, you know, everybody has there's some sort of pickled something, like mustard or, like, you pickle oh, so Pickling, on pickling for, is one
0: of the original chips, things because chips. it was one of the things that, like, preserved foods before we had refrigeration. It was an extremely important yeah. thing. Maybe it's, like, a propaganda um, thing that I
1: just saw on social media for the last, like, ten years, and they've
0: mind-fucked me into believing that they were made fun of for pickles. Really? Well, I, I'm, I'm not, not leader, the most sorry. politically active person, but I, I don't know. I've never been made fun of for... Pickles, but it could happen. I'm going to get to the
1: annoying part. It
0: could. It could be. Pickles are often served so that you can have a um, palate <laughs> cleanser. Maybe
1: that's it. Then. It's
0: just the... It's supposed to be like the ginger.
1: Pickled? That's ginger! The, Pickled!
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. That's weird, though. That's funny. I thought... I thought other countries use pickles more than we do, but that could be wrong. Because the Cuban sandwich has
1: pickles on it, right? Mm-hmm. Banh mi? Uh,
0: uh, yeah, all the, all the sandwiches. Is that, I sandwiches. not
1: remember how to say it. Is
0: that properly. why we're doing it wrong? Because we don't put the pickles on our sandwich? Well, I mean, how did the pickles...
1: Pickles go on Pickles on, on
0: hamburgers. I
1: don't know.
0: Exactly. I don't know the hist... This is... So we were going to talk about... Um, Silver Linings Playbook, the movie, and the Silver Linings Playbook, the book. But now we really have to look up the uh, history of pickles. Um, pickles got their start more than 4,000 years ago when ancient Mesopotamians began soaking cucumbers in acidic brine as a way to preserve them. Since then, they have been a staple in cultures around the globe, renowned for their hardiness, health benefits, and delicious taste. Pickles were first brought to America by Christopher Columbus. Oh no. No. I <laughs> Sorry. I have a problem with this. How could I was always under the impression that
1: You like that?
0: Uh yes, I like that like 85%. I'm going to mix it with other things. Mm-hmm. Cuz
1: it's a garlic sriracha. I need a garlic. I mean, yeah. I was going to use like an herb garlic, but I can't
0: find. That's okay. So, Cleopatra, wait, how did we skip, where did, oh, Cleopatra <laughs> swore by them, Julius Caesar and Napoleon Bonaparte, actually, mm, that's not good company, if, if these were all pickle fans. I I don't know what happened to Cleopatra, but I know there was a movie of her from the 60s or something where she gets buried in a tomb, I don't know, I, I literally know nothing about the actual historic figure. Julius Caesar got stabbed in the back, and Napoleon Bonaparte bon- uh, water so, these are, this is not a great endorsement for pickles. Um, pickles, the favorite food of some of history's biggest losers. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't say this on the website, but I know uh, Ulysses S. Grant probably was a big pickle fan. Um Wait, no, I said it wrong. Robert E. Lee. I, I messed up the. I, I don't even know history. This is why. This is why we don't talk about history. I can't even get my references right. Ulysses S. Grant won the Civil War. Robert E. Lee was the loser. My joke has now been invalidated. I don't. Um. You see, Jamie, this is why we stick to talking about Silver Linings Playbook, the movie, and the Silver Linings Playbook, the book. What? Things you know about, not things that um, you were just making up off the top of your head. Let's skip to, wait, okay. Age of Exploration, 1492. During the Age of Exploration, many sailors on trans-oceanic voyages suffered from scurvy, a nasty but all too common yeah. disease caused by vitamin C deficiency. And so, pickles were a great ration. Uh, even, uh, reportedly rationed pickles to sailors even going so far as to grow cucumbers in Haiti to restock the rest of the trip. This was uh, the Christopher Columbus expedition. Before he was an explorer, Amerigo Vespucci worked as a ship uh, chandler in Seville, Spain, meaning he supplied ships with goods like preserved meats and vegetables, known as the pickle dealer. Vespucci even held stock, helped stock Columbus's ship. So, so this is this is my problem. I don't know any authoritative source on this because, I, like most people in little school, I always was taught the very superficial history lesson, Columbus discovered America. And then in the early 2000s, it became very popular to talk about how uh, Columbus was... villain. Oh, okay, no, let's go back further, though. Uh, Christopher Columbus wasn't always a national figure hero. He only became famous, I think, back in the 1800s hundreds, let's see, Christopher Columbus fame, Um, yeah, it was, so it's a weird story, like, nobody actually cared about Christopher Columbus until pretty recent history in, it was either uh, New York or Boston, I know one of those is a state and one of those is a city, um... uh But, um, right, so it was, it was author Washington Irving uh, who, um, I think in 1820, I'm looking at, he was the author of The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, and at the time, uh, Italians in America were um, a very, uh, um, I'm blanking on the word, when you're mean... People very prejudiced against minority. And so Washington Irving wrote a story about Christopher Columbus to sort of give a hero to uh, Italian-Americans to help bolster their standing. And somehow that then... Oh, wait, we talked about this because we talked about the very controversial uh, uh, Eric... Leif Erickson, Leif Erickson. <laughs> Leif Erickson versus Columbus. So y'all don't, y'all don't that even like need OG me to go episode, over this. It? it was, it was. Also, great episode that actually got recorded and uploaded first time. So go back and listen to that episode. That was probably like the third top episode of the Silver Linings Playcast. Probably even the first top episode that actually made it on the air, considering the the top two best episodes. Uh, either got deleted or failed to upload on time. So anyway, yeah. So, so when we're, we're unraveling the myth of, of the Take reality of Christopher Columbus, people hate him because... I feel like that. I like it. I'm a fan. Um, only fans. People hate Christopher Columbus because they say he was a, a he genocidal yet. maniac who brought devastation to the Americas. And yet, when people are trying to discredit him as a the founder, they say he didn't even make it to the Americas. So I'm I'm fine with either of these things. I, I'm not into glorifying people that were awful. I just don't know what... It, was he... A terrible person that brought all this terrible stuff to America? Or was he a person that never even made it to America? According to History.com, the History Channel.com, um, he brought pickles to America. Uh, onions in bowling would be bowlions. I don't... I was responding to something off camera. This is all off camera. This is being recorded audibly, not blee. so it's
1: it doesn't even
0: matter what I was saying. Um, but so, so, so my, my problem, you see, is I don't know whether Christ- did Christopher Columbus bring pickles to America or did he not make it to America? I don't care. I regret any bad things he may have done. I think it's not super necessary to glorify founders of countries at all. Uh, maybe, I mean, that's just my opinion, but I'm like, any country, there, there's a certain point, like, you could have town founders or stuff, state founders, that's fine, but, but, there was a time in history where countries were, um, here's the thing, people just, they're born wherever they're born, right? We don't have any control, so why are we sort of making these big Big heroes out of people that just happened to be the first people to settle on different countries or discover them. Like I, I could have been the founder of America if I had had the opportunity, but it had already happened by the time I born. I was born. You know why? Because it had already happened prior to Western civilization discovering the the American continents, right? People were just there. They were already there. So we don't need to glorify people for discovering uh, geographical locations. We do need to glorify people who have created wonderful inventions. So I would actually suggest that we replace Columbus Day with, with person, Pickle Day. Oh,
1: I was going to say the person that the walls.
0: And I think... Here's the thing. I think it would be no less controversial, but it would be uh, kinder to people. Because the stakes of pickles is do you like them or not. And it's a polarizing food. People, I think probably the number one thing, menu like customization on a lot of sandwiches, burgers. Think about like McDonald's, right? You have people in there, you're like, hold the pickles. That, that, I don't know you if that's said true. No it's either pickles or cheese being probably the top uh, accoutrement that that people or would be. Or they want it
1: plain. Uh huh. Only oh, ketchup and cheese, no onions.
0: Which, which I don't understand. Like, what? You're you're the people that are making these these lines you know, horribly long and making fast food regular but food. But here's
1: the thing, though. Now that I'm getting older, I used to be like, you know, you're an adult. Pick out the onions. But like. IBS and stuff, and like the low phone map or whatever, it's like a real thing. Like, some people that eat onions, they blow it up, like me. The
0: belly came out today, baby. There is, I think, but also maybe maybe we should have more variety in our places, too. Maybe the gluten-free people are the Burger style. King, Wendy's, McDonald's, Hardy's. <laughs> all <laughs> all, all these again? places have the exact same stuff, right? I mean, like, I'm just saying they're basic their basic sandwich at all the at all the main fast food chains is a is a hamburger with cheese and lettuce, tomatoes, and onions and pickles. Um Arby's being one of the, really one of the only fast food restaurants that really is is brave enough to switch it up. They like they only had a hamburger for a limited time as an item. Their go-to thing is roast beef sandwiches is sort of their staple thing. The beef and cheddar is super classic. They have Reuben sandwiches, you can get corned beef uh, Ruben for a while they had an Italian sandwich that was great had uh, salami and stuff um, they have a they have a gyro right so my thing is sort of like okay if you don't like 90% of what's on a McDonald's burger if you're if you're allergic to um, Thousand Island dressing uh, lettuce and pickles and middle buns just don't... You know how you know it's a McDonald's burger? How do I know it's a McDonald's Little burger? Little buns. Little...
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Man, McDonald's... I'm surprised they don't... How is slider restaurants not more popular in America too? I'm pissed that
1: they don't have crystals here because that's the closest thing you can to White Castle.
0: Arby's has sliders, but... That's it's right. Like you, shouldn't, you shouldn't... You shouldn't be. I mean... But I mean, if you, the here's the, the thing. Drink. If you're going to eat... If you're going to be eating bread, eat the tiny bread.
1: No, cause it's more bread. Per but then you probably end up eating
0: more because I'm going to eat a sack. Like Crystal sells their sandwiches in a sack full. Yes. That's we need to stop talking about this immediately, right? we go on, on like i like <laughs> <laughs> I've already looked it up because that's like one of my. If I, oh man,
1: I'd be so dangerous if there was one mm-hmm. down the street now. All right, I'm going to tweet him though. No, I'm kidding. i <laughs> we have too many
0: canes here no we don't have enough canes the way that the line wraps are they scra- they're, they're they're smart they do a thing hey.
1: too where yeah where do you get your uh, <laughs> where do you get your chicken strips from when you need your chicken strip fixed
0: now that I've moved here canes is the is the place where like zaxby's maybe
1: oh God. um I've only eaten there one time, and I got so sick because I got the grilled chicken sandwich, and it was so salty. Like I missed the I missed the first set, but like everybody got sick because it was super salty. I missed the first set. It was in Key West. Well, you
0: can't get the uh thing. They um they're all right, but I'll tell you when. Like when when Matt Garth, Dave, Matt David Garth, and, and Vashmir came out both too. I took them to, Kane's right like on the way back from the and and. They were both like, "Wow, this is better than Zaxby's," and, oh, that, yeah, and Zaxby's for like a Georgia it. person, like that's a pretty big um, statement. Uh, I mean, I guess Dash is a, a Philadelphian right now, which which is Silver Linings Playbook territory. Um, so maybe I should ask him about if he knows what Krabby snacks and homemade[s] are, even though on an earlier episode we decided that those are uh, somewhat fictionalized. Recipes that might be related to actually, actual Philly foods, but nobody could decisively figure out what author Matthew Cook was talking about in the Silver Linings playbook or in, um, the movie, the David O. Russell Silver Linings playbook. Oh, I was really disappointed, too. I, um, I really wanted to see the the new David O. Russell movie, but... I haven't yet because the the it did not get good reviews. In fact, it got pretty bad reviews, uh, which I think is an Amsterdam shame. Uh, that no, I'm sorry that that pun was probably fitting of the movie. That was the movie, right? I don't I don't even remember because I remember I was excited. It, but it was it's one it's a problem I think they have now with movies where there's like there's too many celebrities in it. It's like they they they're like throwing. All these famous people hoping that, oh, we're going to have somebody that somebody wants to see in it. And, um, oh, here, oh well, here's a fun fact that I didn't even know, too. All right. So we're going to talk about Katie and my original uh, TV crushes from back in the day. Uh, Katie has been a big Bradley Whitford fan. And I, y- y'all probably can't guess, right? Moira Kelly. So we watched the pilot of The West Wing. So... Guess what, y'all? Y'all probably know what's coming next because you all have seen this uh, amazing show back when it actually debuted, or or something, because it's highly acclaimed and won plenty of awards, and people love it, right? I had not, this, so I'd seen like 20 minutes of it in screenwriting class, and I'd seen 20 minutes of it uh, one time when when we were starting it, and then we're like, oh, we can't start this now because then we're gonna have to watch. The whole thing. So guess what I didn't know happens. Both of those characters. No, those aren't characters. Those are the actors. Bradley Whitford and Moira Kelly are the, are the real people. Um, their characters have different names. Uh, but they have lunch together. Uh, not only that, I think they previously had dated. Did The, char- the, pre- the characters were previously dating characters? Is that like his... I think
1: so. ex- I I, can't, like, I, don't. I don't trust my brain. But I'm pretty mm-hmm.
0: sure yes. I f- I felt like that was the insinuation that they had at least they had at some point yeah. been romantically associated. Yeah, he's and like, so oh no, yeah, because da- she's
1: dating. That's Lloyd, what made whatever. it kind of
0: awkward you for date, them.
1: Like, you call them Lloyd like, or whatever. Because
0: right? now they have to work to go. I was like, what are the odds of that? Like none Or maybe it was
1: like a, a, a situation where it was one that got away or something.
0: None of that was planned. Like that was that was just that happens to be the uh uh nineties uh TV stars that we, we both um, were enamored with uh, and that that was so funny like it's they're, also they, like they,
1: they're in the same they were they're,
0: the they're like both obscure enough too for the odds of that to be in in anyway I, y'all get it y'all y'all know who I'm talking about do these people too you probably do hopefully it they're both names that I think if you don't know the names when you look them up you'll be like oh that person, uh, which and those are usually my favorite actors too. A lot of, a lot of the, I'll tell you one of one of my favorite people from the last couple of years who's been a favorite far longer but I didn't know his name Alan Tudyk. Uh, mm, that's yeah. that's the name where and a voice he's actor so he's been in so much stuff and he's always great so at it and. Um, his name, um another one, uh Steve Zahn was a person that came up in a movie where it's like not everything he's done has been great, but I think he's been great in everything he's done. Um you know, because some of it some of it's not about that the the actors will choose different things, because I mean hey, it's it's your chances of getting cast in a major Hollywood movie or TV show is really slim. So, you know, the people at different points in their career take what they can get, but I mean, I'm not even disparaging that, but I think like these are, these are people that are so, so versatile. Um, I'll tell you one of my favorites. Uh, uh, I'm watching a, a show called Reboot now on Hulu, which is pretty awesome. And it's, it's actually just full of exactly this kind of actor. And um, Judy Greer plays uh, the, one of the uh, main characters and, she has been one of my favorites comedically uh, for a very long time. And also didn't know who she was by name for a long time. She, um, I think uh, Arrested Development or Archer is when I sort of actually figured out, oh, this is that, that person. Um, her, uh, we were watching the Guillermo del Toro's uh, Cabinet of Curiosity, which just featured Tim Blake Nelson was one of my favorites. <laughs> and there's spikes on shoes and they're called cleats.
1: <laughs> cleats? <Cleeps? laughs> cleats. No, no you
0: said cleats. <laughs> cleats. Hey, they can be whatever they want. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so,
0: anyway, I think I think we're sufficiently off track enough. We we were trying Did to we talk about Super Bowl's play. We never even made it to the topic. So, we'll <laughs> save it for next week cuz this is uh 59 minutes and 45 seconds right here. So, But anyway, we're getting up well within the time frame of what a normal episode should be in length. We are just as low as we always are in quality, and we are going to get uploaded on time. The three things that need to happen for a podcast to exist. Do we want laurels one day? Maybe, but we'll work on that. Right now, we just want anything. So anyway, thank you so much for listening this week. Tune in next week and every week as long as we decide to keep doing this uh for all the latest on silver linings playbook the movie and the silver linings playbook the book until next time we will see you down the road and excelsior
1: he's kind of crazy she's a little insane keeping Kennedy G really messes with his brain one is
0: the worst the other's husband is dead that's why so
1: messed up in the head. It's a silver lining's play cast.